Sports is no longer just about the game itself. To be a success and to find fulfillment in the game, it takes more. The mental, relational, and cultural component has become more of a focus. An athlete has to be trained in a holistic manner to reach their potential. Training the Complete Athlete provides a wide variety of interviews, podcasts for coaches, parents, and athletes to gain insight to reach a higher level of performance. Hey, you all out there. Uh, I'm just a little bit under the weather, so my voice doesn't sound quite uh, the normal. Um, I actually have something called the flu, which being in COVID for so long, we forget that there's just regular illnesses out there. But now that my energy is on the uptick, I wanted to reach out and talk about something that is really important has been coming up a lot in the last couple of weeks, talking to either clients or talking to my coaching friends or even talking to athletes. And that is the simple concept of being a good listener. And I know these are things that we learn when we're in kindergarten and, and listen to the teacher and all those things, but we still all struggle at it significantly. And that including head coaches to athletes, to parents, to assistants, we all struggle just being an active listener. And I know that sounds like one of those woohoo words that everybody throws out like mindfulness and all those things. But the thing about being an active listener is not thinking about the next thing that you're going to say to somebody, really listening to what they're going to say to you, and then deciding what is the best response. Because I know too often we are so ready to pounce on people when we hear things, instead of really listening to their intent and listening to the message, we are just so balled up in, in anger or defensiveness or we're toned out to everything and we don't even really listen. And I see this on all levels from head coaches, assistant coaches, parents, and student athletes. All of us are guilty that sometimes we choose not to be an active listener. And I was talking to one of my coaching friends the other day, and she was talking about um, having trouble communicating um, with a fellow coach because that person would always take it as a defensive uh, attack. And the thing is, is so often we're just trying to communicate in a way that people can hear us, but we really struggle to do so. And I always have told people that you can say anything you want to say. It's all depending on how you say it. But the other important thing is you also have to listen to what the intent of the message is. So I know for me, I've been uh, the athlete, the assistant, the head coach, the parent, all, all pretty much everything under the sun when it comes to sports. And so I've had to really kind of look back and think about how I took in information from people. Now, for me, who was the perfectionist as the student athlete and hated criticism, I really struggled when my coaches corrected me. And it wasn't because I thought I was perfect, right? I didn't want to disappoint my coach. That's what it really came down to, okay? Which I know so many people out there are people pleasers. I work with them every day. And usually perfectionists are people pleasers. We don't want to disappoint our parents or our coaches or our teammates. We want to be above reproach and never make a mistake, which in every single sport, that is just not possible. Because sports are all games of failure. Even the, the lowest failure sports are still pretty high rates of failure. And that's what I always say. You have to be okay with taking the criticism. If somebody criticizes you, it's not an attack. It is somebody saying you are worth putting information into. I always always communicate with my student athletes. If I stop talking to you, you need to be more concerned because that is me saying you are either not willing to put in the effort or I don't feel you're listening to me anymore or I don't think you're capable. And those are not three things that an athlete wants to get from their head coach. And so if I stop talking, they need to be more 
cautious. Even my all Americans would get feedback because as I say, every person can get better in some area because they can always improve in fitness or leadership or, or performance. So if I stop talking is when you need to start worrying. Now, if my coaches weren't talking to me, I always thought all things were good. Now, if I could go back in time, I would say, wow, man, I would be more concerned if they weren't saying something to me because I want them to always have the belief that I could get better, right? Even when coaches are yelling at you, that still means that they have a vested interest in you. Now, coaches, scientifically, if you yell at your athlete, their brain closes down. So I always say it's hilarious when you want them to listen. You're not listening to me, but you're yelling at them. Now, did I yell? Yep. From time to time, I yelled. Um, I was probably more the stern voice or I'm so disappointed. Uh, I actually had a student athlete in our van say, cause, could you just yell at us? Because you saying you're so disappointed in us is way more vicious, which I, I have to agree. That's probably true. But I hated being yelled at. So I really tried to not yell as much as humanly possible. Plus, my athletes usually didn't hear it. Okay. So you need to know when it is time to intentionally listen. Because no coach or assistant coach or parent wakes up and thinks, how do I ruin the performance or the life or the experience of my student athlete? In all my years of being in the coaching world, that was never my thought. I was always rooting for every single member of my team, even though there are people on my team that said I never gave them the, the, the shot or I did not believe in them. That was 100% not true. What is hard as a coach is when you have 20 people on your roster. Sometimes it's up to 30 because that's what's expected from small colleges. And you only get to start nine or you only get to start 10. Usually the people that are not in that starting lineup think that we do not care about them, that we do not value them. But the reality is we are expected to have big rosters. We can only play so many. And I really wanted every single one to perform to their utmost. I never woke up thinking, oh, I hope I can sabotage this kid. The greatest blessing of my coaching life was my relationship with my student athletes and then on to my alumni. And so that's the thing. If somebody is willing to speak up and, and push you or cheer you on or put, put things good things into you, you need to listen with great intention and really hear what they're trying to speak into you. Now, I've also been an assistant. I was a very young assistant. I was a 22-year-old Division I assistant coach. When I think back to that, that's nuts. It happens all the time. And now that I've had my own, turns, my own interns and my own assistants, I look at being a young assistant completely differently. And that's how I've gotten in kind of the business of being a mentor to young assistants. Now, I thought my head coach was the greatest thing since sliced bread. But she was going through a rough time in her life, and I was going through a rough time through coming through my injuries and, and becoming a young head coach. And our communication was not great. There was always supposedly an open door policy. And when I hear open door policy, to me, that means I could come in and express what I needed to express. I've also dealt with that with administrators. And sometimes when people say that, that's not really what they mean. As head coaches and administrators, if you were going to throw that out, you need to live up to that. And then if people are brave enough to walk in your door, celebrate that they found the courage to come and communicate with you instead of taking it personally, because that just ruins relationships. But there were times that I wish I would have listened more intently with what was being said to me and taken it as, okay, coach believes in me. Coach knows I need to learn this lesson because she's seen it a hundred times. I have not. And even though I think I, I thought I had seen so much in the game, uh, in the game, not compared to my head coach. 
Now, well, there were times that my head coach did probably communicate to me in a way that was not okay. And I was brave enough to step in and say, hey, I'm struggling with that. And you know what? Things didn't go necessarily well. And that was a time that I just wish she would have listened and known where I was coming from. I wasn't trying to divide us. I wasn't trying to say she was bad at coaching or any of those things. I just felt that there was a wedge coming in our relationship. And for you guys that are on coaching staffs, know that being as one and as as a united front as a coaching staff is just as important as being a united front as parents. It's absolutely crucial because when you get divided, the kids will seriously put a wedge in in between you. So it's in, it's so important as head coaches for an assistant to find the bravery to come forward and do it in a respectful way. I'm always going to say that for you to intently listen to what they're trying to communicate with you. They're not trying to be critical in a way to come after you. They want what's best for the team. And that should always be put first. Now, same thing with assistant coaches. Head coaches are always looking out for your best interest. The better you perform, the better the team performs. So listen to the wisdom that they they speak into your life. Listen to the criticism. They're not saying it to belittle you. They're not saying that you don't have information to share. They're saying that they believe in you and they want you to improve, right? One of the other things that I see a lot is people take things that are so, so personal. And I know I was definitely one of those things. Uh, one of my my clearest moments as a student athlete, I was sitting in, in Portland. It was our first national qualifier I'd ever been to. National qualifiers were, were different back in the day. They weren't everywhere. And I uh, we only had four hits. We lost and we only had four hits in the game. And I had two of them. And one of my teammates, uh, Angela Bennett, who was a rock star, had two of them. And my head coach, uh, who was an amazing man and, and, a, and a very good communicator, said, you know, he was disappointed with how he came to bat. You know, we, we didn't really execute and offensively. And I took that so personally, which now when I look at it, how ridiculous could that be? You were two for four. That's a great um, day at the plate. And I took it so personally and it actually spun me into a hitting slump because I thought that I was responsible for taking those. And I took it personally that I wasn't achieving enough, right? And that is ridiculous. You have to take a look at what they're saying to you and see if it's a personal attack or not. And most of the time it is not. They're trying to get you to stand up and be a better performer. They're asking you to, you know, carry more on your shoulders because sometimes certain amount or certain players carry everything and it needs to be a wider range of everybody is contributing their fair share and stepping up in their performance. One of the things to, um, when coaches, I think, are criticized, whether it be by their assistants or whether it be by their head coach or whether it be by a student athlete or a parent, we take it very personal as attack of our quality of, of being a coach or being an assistant. And lots of times we get aggressive and we are kind of get emotional. Uh, I'm raising my hands and saying, I have done all those things. It's hard to hear the negative, especially when it isn't true. Right. You know, I actually had um, I was out at a recruiting dinner uh, with one of my kiddos and um, and one of my really, one of my players that did a lot of recruiting with me. And we had a great time. We were just joking and laughing and we were talking about uh, kind of the, the program and we were talking about expectations, because to be honest, when it came to behavioral and drinking policies, I was pretty rigid. Um, and we were kind of communicating about that. And somebody next to me overheard stuff that wasn't true and actually wrote a letter to my boss. 
And what she had to say was so ridiculous and so opposite of all the philosophies that I, you know, hung my hat on. And every one member of my program could say that I hung my hat on. She was accusing me of all these things that were not real. And I got really upset and I took it personal. My associate AD actually said to me, uh, this is so out of your character. We, we didn't even believe it. For some reason, she had misinterpreted or heard something different. I actually went and, and chatted with my recruit um, and she started laughing at, at this because she goes, cause you're actually the opposite of everything she said. Now, for me, instead, I let that really sit with me. And instead of just saying, hey, I know that's not true of me. I took it as a personal attack. And why should I lose sleep over something that, that is not true? right? I've done the same with athletes. I've done the same things with head coaches. I've done the same things with administrators. And now that I've looked through the process, I have to really weed out at what is true and what is not. Because if I took everything negative that somebody said personally, I would never sleep. I would have gotten out of coaching years and years ago. And I always say, if I went back to coaching, things would be a lot easier because things that I would take personal 10 years ago, I wouldn't even give a second thought to now. So that's the thing is, you've got to figure out where people are coming from when they come and communicate. Some of it come comes from a state of, of misinformation or overhearing something that's incorrect. You know, lots of times we hear things from parents from the kid's perspective, which is usually not our perspective. It's coming from an 18-year-old's perspective versus a 42-year-old's perspective, right? And it's also coming from a parent that's a mama bear that wants to protect their kid and doesn't ever want to see any negative in their kid. I get it. Totally understandable. As a coach, we usually get defensive, right? And say, that is not what is true. Instead of saying, hey, I'm not going to take it personal. I'm going to talk through it, say, hey, these are both sides and this is where we're at. You know, I also know even head coaches take things really personal from assistants. And that always just kind of cracks me up. I mean, I actually have gotten uh, very angry at one of my assistants. Only one time was I really angry with my assistant. And she thought I was mad because of what she said to me. I was not mad about what she said to me. She was 100% right. I, if she was sitting in front of me, I would say I, I totally messed up. I was 100% wrong. I was so mad because she waited a month to tell me. And why that made me mad is because my philosophy is let's deal with it now because I don't want anybody to be mad at each other. And I want us performing at the best we can right away. If we could have remedied that and she could have spoken her piece and we could have talked it out, that could have been done in 24 hours as opposed to a month, which just led to she and I dividing, she questioning my coaching decisions, and then me getting really angry down the road. So if an assistant com coach comes to you, be glad that they came to you right away listening to listen to what they're trying to communicate with you and be okay if it is a weakness of yours coaches we all have them you know as i say i i am so at peace with my weaknesses and what do i do with those weaknesses i hire people to fit, fix them right i hire people that are great at details i hire people that are great at production and editing i am not good at any of those things and i would be doing a disservice to my program and to my coaches if i lied to myself and wasn't willing to let them speak into me saying, hey, coach, it seems like you're str really struggling with this. How can we support that? Because that's their job. We bring in assistance to supplement our weaknesses. That is who they are. They are the people that supplement when we can't be everything to everybody, which that is not our role. So if they are going to be brave enough to talk to the boss, listen to them. Could they be totally wrong? 100%. But that's a time that you might say, hey, this is where I'm coming from. This is why my intent. And I just want to communicate with it, you with that so we can be on the same page. Okay. I always say it takes great bravery for somebody to come up and say, hey, I'm struggling with the things that you're saying, or I don't fully understand. 
That is not criticism. That is searching for a greater understanding. Okay. Now, as I say, it's going to be hard to sit there and listen to some of the things that you take, whether it be a player or an assistant or a parent or a coach. But I know for me, it is so important to get everybody's perspective, to really listen to what they're communicating and not take it to heart. I always laugh when I listen to to parents, honestly, and that's because they take things so personally. I take very little of what my kids say personally. Um, I always thought I was going to be so afraid of the first time my kids said I hated, they hated me. I've only heard, had my kids say they hated me one time. And it was when my daughter, my middle daughter was four years old and she said she hated me. And I thought I'd be like, uh, you know, a puddle on the floor. I actually left the room and started laughing because I knew what my relationship was with my daughter. We've always been extremely close. I've been, I'm extremely close to all three of my children. and. I just thought that was hilarious that she said that because I knew that couldn't be further from the truth, right? So I know in so many of my relationships with people, I can trust that their relationship is strong enough that they can say those hard things. Have faith in relationship. Have faith that what they're communicating with you is for the best interest of you and it's the best interest for the program. If we continue to not listen to each other, we're never going to get to move forward. And I also realized that I learn new things from people every single day. I sit with clients that sometimes are seven, eight, nine years old, and I learn so much from them. I sat across from a kiddo that I first met when she was 15. And I think I, she's probably the one I learned the most from. But I really listened to the stuff that she brought into session, even when it came to how I needed to communicate with her parents. She was definitely an old soul and very, very wise. And that's the thing is, if I would have not intently listened, I would have not been the best counselor for her. I would have probably totally messed things up in her relationship with her parents and caused more damage than I could have caused help and healing for her. So we need to sometimes put our egos aside, listen to what they're saying. And if it's criticism, take it with a grain of salt and know they're coming to us in a way that can help us improve to be better for them. That is really what the goal is. Whether it be as a student athlete, whether it as be a parent, whether as being a coach or an assistant, our job is to serve the people that are within our programs. If you're a parent, your job is to be the best parent you can and to set your kid up for success in the best way possible. And some of that just times that just comes down to listening. Just listen. They don't need you to solve their problems. They don't need you to bring up examples from the past. They just need you to listen. Don't take it personal, even if they think, say, man, mom, you totally are missing that. Or, hey, dad, your anger is just killing me. These are times that they're brave enough to come forward and help you parent them. There's nothing wrong with that. As a coach, there are times that your players and assistants will come to you and help you become better at your job. As student athletes, that is the role of your coaches to do whatever they can to make you better as a performer, as a human being, and have the best experience possible. So going out into this week, think about how you can intently listen, take in their motivation, and then realize what is the best, the best next step, because that is where performance begins, the simple art of listening.